Thanks for checking out the Southcrest Church Podcast. We are one church meeting in two locations in South Atlanta. You can find us online at southcrest.church, where you can listen to our past sermons, watch our 4G stories, and learn more about who we are. Do you see what I see? I see a church that for 16 years has loved South Atlanta one relationship at a time. A church that in the past year alone has seen more salvations and baptisms than any other year in its history. I see a church that is committed to making a lasting impact in Coweta and Troop County. A church that has deep relationships in schools and in the community. A church that has trusted God and has followed Him at all cost. But I see more. Do you see what I see? I see a church that is willing to do whatever it takes to share the love of Jesus. A church that is ready for what God has next. I see a church that has established itself in Troop County and is ready for a permanent location. A church that wants to expand throughout South Atlanta. A church that gives out of the overflow of their heart. A church that is the future of the next generation. I see a church that is being the church. I see Southcrest. God has given our church an incredible opportunity to impact His kingdom. Over the next 100 days, we are asking you to join us in our Do You See What I See giving campaign as we move forward with all that God has planned for our church. How's everybody doing? Good. Hey, look at your neighbor real quick and say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, I want to welcome both of our campuses here today, LaGrange and Noonan. We are live together between two campuses right now. Everyone just cheer for one another. Come on. That's good. That's good. And I have a special announcement before I start today. And this is uh, one that uh, many women have come to me and said, would you please make this announcement? Men, there's one thing you need to know before you get home tonight. You need batteries. You know what I'm talking about. So let me just say, you need batteries, okay? One time uh, we were putting some gifts together for our child, and, and we thought, you know, we're going to get this thing all together and stuff. And at about 1030, I realized I had no batteries. My life fell apart, right? I went down the convenience store, paid lots of money. I don't know what happens to the price of batteries between 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve and 6 a.m. on Saturday, on Sunday morning. But I'm telling you, they triple. You know what I'm talking about? And I walked out of there a lot, lot poorer, but I had batteries. So I just want to say, make sure you have batteries. I'm so glad you're here tonight. I'm so glad you're here this afternoon. Listen, I want you to relax. I, I, I don't know, the season sometimes gets everyone all uptight. And so everyone just do this real quick. Just, just you know, just kind of, yeah, just kind of relax a little bit. Some of you have had so much sugar already. Uh, you're kind of dying a little bit, right? You're kind of in the tweaking out mode. So, And some of you are like, dude, what in the world is wrong with him? I've had a large amount of the coffee today, so... It's going to be a good message, all right? Hey, um, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten one of these in the mail before, but um, these, are, um, these are really special. Like when you get one of these in the mail, this is a birth announcement. Yeah. Yeah, some of you ladies, you're like, oh, that's so sweet. Look at that baby. Yeah, it says right here, his name's Devin Chase. He was born on such and such day at 2.47 in the p.m., which was real convenient to be born in the afternoon. And he's, you know, seven pounds, eight ounces, 20 ounces 20, ounce, 20 ounces, 20 inches long. <laughs> Proud parents of Jeff and Ginger. 
And I don't know about you, but I've gotten one of these in the mail before, and I'm just like, oh, that's so sweet. But I, I started thinking about it. I thought, how crazy these announcements are and how weird it would be if a parent sent you one of these and they already had listed on the card what their child would do with their life. Wouldn't that be weird? Like, what if you got one of these in the mail and you pulled it out and you started looking at it and you said, oh, Devin Chase, he's going to be a Harvard graduate. That's pretty presumptuous. He's going to be a multimillionaire. He will be our president one day. What if a parent sent you something like that? What if someone said, hey, my son is going to win a Grammy? You know what you'd say? You'd say the same thing I would say. You'd say, wow, that's pretty audacious of those parents. Like, that's pretty amazing that some parents would send out an announcement, and on that announcement, they would begin to tell you what that baby was going to do even before that baby was out of the crib, right? But I want to tell you a story about an announcement in Scripture that God made to us. He made to every one of us where he literally said, this is my son, this is my baby son that I'm going to send to this world, and I want to announce to you his birth. You know, I started thinking about that. that. That would only seem weird if someone sent that to you if that announcement wasn't true. I mean, if they sent it, but and it was actually true, and it was actually good news. Like, what if that announcement said this? Devin Chase, he will find the cure for cancer. You'd go, oh, that's awesome, right? Or, hey, he will make sure that our economy is fixed within four years. Hallelujah. Can I get an Amen right? Uh, my son, my daughter will, will, will bring a cure so that, that nobody else will have to suffer from bad water across the world. You see, it's only weird as if the news is not true or it's bad news. But if it's true news and it's good news, then you'd say, hey, that's not only audacious, but that's pretty awesome. In fact, I get excited about that news. I, I want to take you today to the book of Luke chapter 1. And we're going to talk just real briefly about the story that we've heard so much about over the last few minutes. It's the story of the birth of Jesus. And many of us know it because we know that it happened in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy that God sent this angel named Gabriel to talk to this girl named Mary, right? And the whole story was she was engaged to this guy named Joe, and they were going to get engaged and they were going to get married, but all of a sudden she meets up with this angel, and this angel says some stuff to her and announces to her something that's going to happen in her life. Look at the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 28. It says, the angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Now, that's a good way to get greeted by an angel, right? I don't know about you, if I met an angel, I would be kind of freaked out. But if an angel said anything to me, I would hope that the angel would say that to me. Greetings. You are highly favored. God is with you, okay? And then it says in verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Now, here's the thing. She had no idea what Gabriel was going to say to her. You see, Mary was probably thinking in her mind, hey, I'm ready to go try on a wedding dress and say yes to the dress and all these other things. And, and I'm getting married, you know, so we're going to have an engagement party. We're going to trade uh, family camels, you know, things like that. Like, that's what they thought about back in those days. But instead, the Bible says this in verse 30, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Hey, everyone say the name with me. Say, say Jesus. Jesus. Let's say it again. Say his name, Jesus. 
Gabriel looked at Mary and gave her an announcement and actually told her what the name of the child would be. His name would be Jesus. Jesus meaning Jehovah saves, Yeshua. And basically what it means is this, is that God was going to come near to man and bring salvation. Now that's pretty good because for hundreds of years they were still making sacrifices and they were still trying to find ways that man could somehow get close to God because there seemed to be this gap between God and man. But this angel shows up on the scene and he looks at her and he says, you're gonna name that child Jesus because when that child grows up, he's gonna save the world. He's gonna bring salvation. See, some of us are here tonight and we're like, wow, God actually came that near to me? Yeah, God came near to you. Some of us in this room, here's how we feel. God is far away from me. God is nowhere in my life. I am going through a living hell in my life, like I'm going through addiction in my life, I'm going through struggle in my life. Where is God? Where is the proof that God came near to me? The proof came in a manger in a town called Nazareth. His name is Jesus. And God was announcing to you and to I that God was bringing salvation near to us. That's a pretty amazing announcement when you think about it. In fact, if God was coming that near, what is it he really wanted to say to us about this baby named Jesus? Because when this announcement came, there had to be more. See, most of us, we stop right there. We just go, oh, I'm really sorry for Mary. Like, she was just a virgin. Why did God make her get pregnant? Like, she didn't get to have a normal wedding. She was gonna be the mom of Jesus. And then the angel looks at her and says something I think that we often forget. Why was it such good news that he announced what he did? I want to talk about that for a second today before we close. The announcement that Gabriel gave to Mary, as it had the power to change her life 2,000 years ago, has the power to change your life today. That's what I love about Scripture. It's not just for 2,000 years ago. It's for today. It's for now. And here's what he says to her. Look at verse 32. He says, his name will be Jesus. In verse 32, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. Son of the most high. You see, here's why that's so important. Because when Jesus came, he came as a fully human being man. But in that moment, Gabriel said, I'm going to send Jesus. And he's not going to just come as man. He's going to come as fully most high God. And sometimes in my life, I get caught up on focusing how much Jesus can deal with my humanity. That I forget that God wrapped all of him in all of his deity. You see, sometimes we can focus so much on our struggles, we don't know how big God is. He says, he's gonna be the son of the most high. He will be fully God and he will be fully man. He will be fully man in the sense that he can identify with our struggle and our heart and our humanity, but he's gonna be fully God, which means he has all of the power of God in him. And I look at that and I go, wow, why was that such a big deal? Here's why it's such a big deal. Jesus didn't come just to identify with our humanity. Jesus came to deliver us from our captivity. I uh, See, I'm glad Jesus knows that I struggle on Mondays. Amen? 
I'm glad that Jesus knows that I have a really bad Friday every now and then. Like sometimes finances are tough and relationships are tough and, and all of that stuff. But I'm more excited about the fact that when Jesus came, he understands my humanity. But the real reason he came to set me free from my captivity. Amen. That's who Jesus is. He's the son of the most high. Do you realize in Scripture there's only two times where Jesus is mentioned as the Son of the Most High? The first is in Luke 1. We just read it. The other is in the Gospel of Mark. And it's the story when Jesus crosses over the Sea of Galilee. He's crossing over, and all of a sudden, a crazy man comes at him and falls at his knees. In fact, the Bible says the man was demon-possessed. And he falls at Jesus' knees and he says these words. Look at Matthew 5, verse 7 and 8. He says, he shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want from me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you impure spirit. This is the only other time this phrase is used in scripture. Let me tell you what that tells me. When that demon-possessed man walked up and saw Jesus, he understood that Jesus had authority over his captivity. See, sometimes we want to leave Jesus as a seven-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus in a manger. When Jesus came to be a suffering servant on a cross to save us from our captivity. I love Christmas because it's the reminder that Jesus came. But it's also the reminder of what Gabriel told Mary. He will be the son of the most high. He is the one who will have authority over your captivity. I want to ask you a question today. What does your captivity look like? Really? What are you being held captive by today? Is it your past? Is it your present? Is it an addiction in your life? You say, Sean, you don't understand. I've been addicted now for 10 years. Sean, you don't understand my marriage. I've been through two of them. I've struggled. I've, I, I'm getting a divorce. Like, I, you, you don't understand. No, 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 listen. Here's what I know. When Gabriel made the announcement, he will be called the son of the most high God, he was proving that Jesus had all the power in the world to deliver you and I from our captivity. Oh. It's a game changer for me. Jesus has the power to set you free. Can you imagine that demon-possessed man when Jesus looked at him and said, oh, I've got authority over you. And he set that man free. Jesus has the power to set you free. It doesn't matter what you're going through in your life. It doesn't matter what you've been through in your life. Jesus has the power to set you free. Jesus is a chain breaker. And I'm up here today as a testimony that the chains have been broken in my life. He's a way maker. Jesus has the power to set you free. Why was that announcement such good news? Jesus has the power to set you free. He came to do more than just sympathize with my struggle. He came to be bring strength so I could have a breakthrough in my life. Jesus has the power to set you free. But there's something else the Bible says here in verse 32. There's more to what Gabriel said that ought to get us excited. Look at verse 32. It says, not only will Jesus come and he'll be the son of the most high, he says the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. Now here's why that's important. We maybe don't understand the idea of what Gabriel was promising, but here's what he was saying. All of these years of promises and promises and promises that God made to his people and specifically to David, 
he is about to fulfill in this baby named Jesus. He says, he will give him the throne of his father, David. You see, the thing I love about this is God is a covenant God. And covenants are about relationships. Covenants are not about rules and regulations. God would made a covenant because he said, I want to be in relationship with you. And here's what God did. He looked at David at one season of his life and he said, David, when you die, you can count on this. There will be one day that your heir will come and he will reign on your throne and I will keep that promise. See, that's what I love about God. He's a promise-keeping God. Think about that. Think of all the broken promises you face in your life. Think of all the times in your life you say, how do I know God keeps his promises? Because, Sean, wasn't that for David? How is that for me? And how in the world can a baby bring God's promises into my life? Well, look what it says in 2 Corinthians 1.20. It says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. You know what that means? All of them. All of them. Everyone say all. All of them. All of God's promises are made yes in Christ. It's almost like he wrote on the birth announcement, and he will fulfill every promise God has made. He's a promise-keeping God. He's a promise-keeping Jesus. Listen, Jesus came to fulfill every single promise in our life. But there, there's one more thing, and I love this. This is the last thing Gabriel said. He said, he's going to be the son of the Most High, and he's going to come, and he's going to reign on David's throne because he's a promise-keeping covenant type of God. But then look what he says in verse 33. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. And his kingdom will never end. You see, we don't live in a monarchy where we understand kings and reigning and ruling. But there's a big difference between when someone rules and when someone reigns. Ruling is about laws and policies and edicts. Reigning is about sovereignty. And Gabriel looked at us and he said, through this baby's Announcement: I'm telling you that Jesus is going to come and he's going to reign over all of Jacob's descendants. Now, who were Jacob's descendants? Jacob's descendants was Israel. All, you say, well, I'm not Israelian. Well, uh, let me tell you what he's saying there. He's talking about God's people. You see, when you and I gave our life to Jesus Christ, we were engrafted into Jesus. He's talking about us. And he looks at us and here's what he says. He says, not only am I a promise-keeping God, but I'm the God that wants to literally reign in your life. I don't want to rule over you. I want to reign in you. You know what the truth about that is? You and I are never alone. Some of us come into Christmas Eve and we're like, man, I'm just so lonely. I just wish my life, I wish it would count for more. Listen, you are not alone. There is a savior who came to reign over your life. And then he says this, and his kingdom will never end. His kingdom will never end. I started thinking about that. Think of all the things in your life and my life that end. Jobs, careers, finances, relationships. I don't know if you realize this, 100% of 100 people die. Have y'all figured that out yet? You go, come Jesus, I'm ready to go before, before the holidays, right? But why, why, do you, why is it we need to know that? Because Jesus came to reign and his kingdom 
will never end. There's a lot of things in our life that are going to end. But the Bible says his kingdom will never end. See, Jesus came to prepare us for a kingdom. If Jesus is a newborn king, right, that's what we sing. Glory to the what? Newborn king. If he's a king, then he has a what? He has a kingdom. The word kingdom there is the word domain. It means that he has a place that he rules and reigns. And the best part of that is this. If Jesus came as a king and he has a kingdom, then he's preparing us for that. You see, that's good news today. Because a lot of times we look at our lives and we go, oh, I hate all that's going on in my life or I hate all that's going on in the world. Jesus says, listen, I prepared you for way more than this. In fact, let me say this. Jesus didn't come so we could have a pageant. Jesus came so we could experience a kingdom. I know you love, oh, I love the pageant, Sean. Like, I want to see a a living horse Christmas something, you know. Listen, I'm all for that. Pageants are good. But if all Jesus did was come to this earth so that we could have a pageant, man, I'm going to be disappointed. Jesus came so that you and I could experience his kingdom. You say, how do you know that's true? Well, there was this guy named John. He went to this island called the Isle of Patmos. And in the book of Revelation, Jesus gave him a foretaste of what his kingdom was going to look like. In fact, years ago, there was a musician who took part of the scripture and made one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. It's called the Hallelujah Chorus. But John got to see a trailer of what it's going to look like when Jesus comes back to this earth and he's ruling and reigning again on this earth. Look what it says in Revelations 19, verses 6 through 10. He says, Then I heard a sound like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like the the peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and the bride is made ready. Fine linen and bright and clean and was given her to wear. In verse nine, then the angel said to her, write this. In other words, John, don't miss this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. Listen, Jesus came and has the power to set you and I free. He's the son of the most high. Jesus came to fulfill every promise that God ever gave to us. But Jesus came to prepare us for a kingdom. And here's why I love Revelation 19. Jesus gave us a birth announcement and God sent us a birth announcement with an invitation. You see, what if you'd have gotten this birth announcement in the mail and it would have told you all the things this child would do? And at the end, it would say, this child would love to have a relationship with you. Please meet this child on such and such date at such and such time. You say, how do you know there's an invitation? He says there in verse 9, he said, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. He wanted us to know. He said, you make sure and write this down, John. These people have been invited, and I want you to see a picture of what's going to happen when Jesus is ruling and reigning on this earth again. Blessed are those who've been invited to the wedding supper of a lamb. I want to give you good news today. Listen, it doesn't matter what you're going through in your life. Jesus has the power to set you free. 
Jesus is able to fulfill every promise God has made for your life and my life. And Jesus, more than anything, wants to prepare you and I for a kingdom. And he sent us a birth announcement. It's in Luke 1. And in Revelations 19, that birth announcement comes with an invitation. Let's pray together today. Can we do that? Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you have made a decision for Christ or have any prayer request, please email us at hello at southcrest.tv. If you would like to join us in our Do You See What I See giving campaign, please check out our website at southcrest.church forward slash do you see.